Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 152 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila, and today we're here to talk about how to make $75,000 in custom tees. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, like just how to make $75,000 a year. I mean, we're going to talk about custom tees, but almost any way that you can do that is a good thing. Yeah, I was going to say just sell one tee for $75,000. For $75, how to do that, yeah, you need to get a prince or something yeah, like I, that. You know, I got to say it, you know, you, you say that like it couldn't happen. Yeah, yeah, Bill Gates might. Man, I've, I've seen, uh, we've got uh, somebody on our Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group that does these amazing custom denim jackets. And I don't know how much he sells them for, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking $2,500. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, they're they're pretty amazing. Kudos to those denim jackets then. I love it. Yeah, there you well, go. Well, this uh, episode was, uh, was Mark, uh, Mark had an inspiration about this number and and um, I guess why don't you tell tell us about the inspiration between, between the sure five thousand sure I I um, and I'll I'll put a link to it in the in the podcast notes I read this article about you know uh, being middle class in America and what middle class is and um, you know the it's a huge range and things like that but as part of it they referenced this uh, Princeton University study on happiness and income. Mm-hmm. And what they found was is that that you know that that you are generally happier um, when you don't have enough money not to worry. And that point for most Americans, it of course it depends on your situation and if you have 57 kids and if you live in Manhattan and you know all that stuff. But for most Americans, that $75,000 is the is the inflection point. That once you hit that amount of money, then um, you know most people have enough, so they are they're not worried about money all the time, and that if you have more than that, you're not necessarily any happier. Does that so make at, sense? Yeah. So at seventy five thousand, you have a lot of um, in the uh, in the hierarchy of needs, which a yes. person wrote those Maslow. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? You uh, eat, shelter. um, I mean, those are those the two that I remember right now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But food, shelter, comfort. You know, these are some certain things that you desire in life that keep you on a baseline happy. Just kind of being human. And I see what you mean. At seventy five thousand, you're you're definitely going to be paying rent and or a mortgage. Yep. You've got enough money to do that. You've got plenty of money to enjoy food and not just not eat just to live, but enjoy food probably. Right. And and you probably have some money to do things that would bring you happiness on different levels. Right. Like uh, buy a bicycle to go biking or be able to do a painting as a hobby or go fishing or whatever. Or or even just not just not have to worry. Just not yeah. have to worry yeah. about, you know, yeah. about- that, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, I'm, I, I like this topic. Um, I like the inspiration behind the topic because happiness has been something that's fascinated me probably since I was 21 years old or 20. Um, so I've read numerous books on it. Um, 
the art of happiness there's one yeah. that i'd read that i found was 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 pretty the interesting Dalai Lama. yeah um and uh there's i'm friends uh, with him on facebook I are you i think that. i was i think i was too for a little while he unfriended me um <laughs> no <laughs> Uh, there's, uh, there's, I think there's a documentary called happy that I'd seen before, but there's numerous ones and, um, that, and a lot of the concepts that I've learned, uh, not to get too deep into it, but once your basic needs are met as, as a, as a human, you have a relative good level of happiness. And then anything yeah. beyond that doesn't necessarily make you more happy, um, it might bring you different levels of pleasure or satisfaction, but it also, right. you know, but also, um, you know, mo money, mo problems too. <laughs> That's from, great. From well, uh, Biggie, you know, I, I love, I love the range of your quote, Biggie <laughs> and the Dalai Lama. So and, uh, um, the, the other reason I like this $75,000 number is mm -hmm. people ask us all the time, how much money can I make? Mm -hmm. How much money am I going to make? And, you know, we, we've, we've had a couple of conversations recently um, on the last two podcasts, one with Vic Patel from Sawgrass, which was a great podcast. I think that was episode 150. And then the last time when we talked about the best t-shirt printer um, and, and that one in particular, you know, you start with the plan mm -hmm. of, you know, who your niche market is and what you're going to sell and things like that. And a lot of people would suggest that you should start with how much money you intend to make and work backwards through all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you know? that's true. I'd read, uh, I just recently, I, I mentioned this to you a while ago. Um, I started to read again, uh, think and grow rich. Oh yeah. Okay, which is, which is, it, it's a, it's a cool story. It's a good book. I like it. It, it entertains me. It's entertaining yeah, sure. and, and it's motivational. I think it's a good, it's a good read. Um, but one of the things that, the chapter I just finished recently, he was talking about um, if you want to have money, you need to visualize how much money you want to have yep. in how much time. And then once you have that goal, then you start figuring out how can you get there and what things can you do to get there. Right. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, a billion dollars tomorrow seems kind of silly. But making $75,000 next year, yeah. using 75000 as the number we're going to talk about today, seems pretty realistic. That, right, uh, right. That's not unattainable for, um, for almost anybody, especially when you're talking about what well, we're talking about, starting your own business. Yeah, we're, we're going to break down the numbers for you. I do want to point out two important things. Sure. And the first one is that when um, these articles about uh, income, when they talk about your income, we're talking about like if you make a certain uh, number of dollars an hour, if you have a salary that adds up to $75,000 a year. Um, that's not how much is in your paycheck, right? So, so that's how much you would make and you've got to subtract taxes and expenses and, mm -hmm. uh, and all of that stuff. So um, the approach that we're going to take um, helping you figure this out in the custom t-shirt business is actually more handicapped because we're going to talk about making $75,000 in profit and how, and, and the math and, and what you would need to do to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing I want to point out is that it's not all about making that magic number. You know, if you are a, if you're doing this as a side hustle, if you want to get into the custom t-shirt business, you know, let's say for example, you are the, um, 
you know, really extremely well-paid director of marketing for a big e-commerce brand um, in the in the custom apparel space. You're trying to get me to to leave this job. Like, like, like <laughs> you're trying to get like me. Coleman and Coleman. Let's say, let's say that was you, mm. but you, you know, but you wanted to to add that extra twenty thousand dollars a year or twenty-five thousand dollars a year or fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, or if you are a you know you're a teacher and you want to hit a bigger number, have something to do for the summer, you know, and you want to give yourself a financial goal, you can use what we're talking about or what we're going to talk about um, to figure out the math and the process of how you might get there, regardless of your goal. We're just going to use seventy-five grand as a great target. Yeah, and all these numbers are arbitrary, and and somebody who um, might be looking at this. Um, you know, might have a job where they make $75,000 a year and how can, but they would prefer to be independent. Yeah. You know, not worry, not, not necessarily have that paycheck um, and what's left over in the paycheck and work for somebody else, but have your own gig, your, you know, control, um, control, you know, yourself, your own future. A couple other quotes for you. Um, let's see, we've got uh, the gatekeeper of your own destiny. Okay. <laughs> that is, I like um, that. yeah. Um, now it's Jack Black. He had said that, Nacho Libre. Okay. Uh, that's one, a good one. Gatekeeper of your own destiny. So I think that that's what's great about this is that people can become the gatekeeper of their own destiny, making that money. And that also, you mentioned profits before, made me think of another quote, Chris Rock, when he was talking about uh, when he got his paycheck and how much taxes they took out, and he said he got check jacked. Okay, gotcha. He he didn't pay taxes, they took taxes. All right, so I think think what I've got to recommend here is that instead of a gate, you install a slide. I think think it's, it's there's no gate, it's just a runway up to a slide. Um, uh, So, uh, but but yeah, but anyway, um, uh, we're gonna talk about a bunch of different numbers here and and, and, uh, and how to get there and things you can do and like Mark said, we're going to use these numbers as a goal. We're going to talk about t-shirts because that's the topic we, we chose to talk about. But you also, you might have different numbers. You might have different profit levels. You might have different goals and you might be selling something different. You might be yeah. talking about selling mugs or mouse pads or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be, uh, canvas prints, but whatever it is, we're going to talk about t-shirts. We're going to talk about 75,000. I think we should just get right into it and start yeah. talking about, um, something mark so how many let's talk about shirts how many shirts do you have to sell what are you going to sell them for well i mean i mean first of all you know i mean we talk about this all the time we do surveys in our custom apparel startups facebook group we've got almost eleven thousand members in there Uh, we've got um i don't know a couple of hundred thousand people in our database you know for cole bessie and coleman and company we do surveys there and over the years uh, we've identified that Many of our digital printing customers, for example, um, profit about $12 a shirt. You know, and the way that works out is, is maybe you are, you know, you're, you're using a digital heat FX transfer and you're using a decent quality shirt and your total cost on the end product is eight bucks and you're selling it for 20. You know, or maybe you're doing multi-placement vinyl um, with digital heat effects or with embroidery and, you know, your cost is up to, um, you know, is up to $15 and you're selling it for 30 
you know, but the average that people talk to us about when the answer of the surveys is $12 in profit a share. Yeah. And, and what's interesting also is it's not only, it's not only, I've done the math a lot of different ways. It's not only the average, but it's also, um, I believe, um, the median and the mean as well. Yeah. So the, the most number, number the largest kind of, number of people are making. Yeah. So the largest number of people are saying that they are doing about that. Yep. The middle number of people are kind of doing that and the conglomerate average are doing that. So it's very, yes. very realistic number. You are very, very likely to be in this scenario. Now that doesn't mean everybody is, but right. um, we're gonna, so we're gonna talk about a very common number. Right, and so, so let's just go, you know, if you did the simple math, which was um, $75,000 divided by $12 in profit, then you would need to sell 6,250 shirts in a year to make that amount of profit. Now the math is different if you are looking at the, at the revenues or the sale price. Remember, I, I kind of, uh, I pointed out that we're gonna be talking about profit, which is not quite, but closer to your take-home pay. You know, where 75,000, if that was your salary, you know, um, that would be the retail of what you're selling your time for. So if you were selling your time for, if you were selling shirts for um, $20 a piece, 75,000 divided by $20 would be 3,750 shirts. So that would be like you're taking in $75,000 a year total. That's how many shirts you would have to sell. Want to point out again, we're talking about the profit, not the, the profit. Right, not, not the, the revenue. revenue. So to right. state that differently, if we're talking about $20 t-shirts times, I'm just going to say 6,000 to keep it simple. It's a it's 120 something thousand dollars in revenue. Yeah, $130,000 in revenue, whatever the math exactly works out to. And what you're taking back in profit on that is, is the 75,000 maybe. Yeah, it kind of, kind of goes to the question, you know, how much, how much money do you want to make? Well, I'm making, I'm making $75,000 now. Okay, that's great. That's not what's in your bank, mm -hmm. right? Uncle Sam takes the money off the top right? Your insurance, you know, all that stuff. You don't, if you make $75,000 a year, you don't put that in the bank. So that's why we kind of, we figured we'd go for $75,000 in profit. Yeah, it's great. That's great. Okay. So, so uh, yeah, dive deeper. Continue to do some math there. If you, um, if you divide that by 365 days a year, then you're, you're making a little over 17 shirts a day. That's what you have to sell. 17 mm -hmm. shirts a day. And if you decide to uh, give yourself a vacation, uh, for two weeks in a year, which seems sad, but very common, um, then you got to make 25 shirts a day. So a regular life, an eight hour, you, you've bought yourself a job by going into the custom t-shirt business. You know, you need to sell, make and deliver about 25 shirts a day to get to that $75 happy, $75,000 happy mark. Yep, and I, and I like that concept um, because yeah, we, originally we had put notes in there, you know, uh, 17 shirts a day, and then I said I don't want to work 365 days a year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we just redo the math: two week vacation, five days a week. So you have weekends off or whatever your Tuesdays off, uh, Monday and Tuesday off, Sunday Monday off, and you have uh, a couple weeks that you take completely off, and you're making 25 shirts a day. Yeah. Um. So then that made me think of is making 25 shirts a day realistic. Okay. That's I don't mean question. making 25 shirts. 
because um, that is clearly not hard to do. And when I say make it? it, customize, customize. I mean, unless you're hand painting them. Okay. You know, but if you're using some sort of technology, a, uh, a DTG printer, how many prints can you do on a DTG printer in an hour? I knew you were going to ask me that. I knew. So, so let's say you're, you're going to spend about, um, on a white shirt, maybe four minutes. Okay. Four minutes. So uh, what does that come out to? 15 like, shirts. Yeah. Dozen, 15 an hour. Yeah. Right. Call so, it 15 or 20 shirts an hour. 15 or 15 to 20 shirts an hour. Okay. Um, digital heat effects, probably uh, close to that, maybe a bit more, depending on the size of your image and how many times you have to marry, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Close to that. Vinyl, probably, all of them are probably pretty close to that number. Yeah. Give or take. It all depends, right? So I'm not going to try to, this left chest logo here, I do way more of these. I'm pointing to my shirt if you're not watching. Right. I can do way more of these per hour than a giant print on a on a whole front, full front of t-shirt. Right? Yeah, again, ton, tons of variables. Too many variables. Tons of variables. But let's just say that 15, 20, up to 30-ish in that range is realistic for almost no matter what you do. Yep. From what, from what we have to offer. Um, so 25 shirts a day then is obviously very realistic. Yeah. Because you could have- Two, two hours it. of production time. Two hours of production time. Right. And, and of course, roughly, you know, um, so now you've got, you've got two hours of production time. So now we're very realistic that, that if I'm going to work a full-time job and I'm going to make $5,000 in profit a year, I need to dedicate a couple hours a day to production. So, so, I mean, think about that this way, this, and this is the, this is the illusionary math. This is the optimal math, you know, is that two hours a day, that's 10 hours a week. Mm Mm-hmm. If you had just the phone was ringing and you didn't have to do anything, and you didn't have to stop for anything else, if all you had to do was make the shirts, two hours a week, you're at 75, I mean, two hours a day, five mm-hmm. days a week, you're at $75,000 a year in profit, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah, yeah, and for, for the production now, but you've got to sell shirts. You do. You've got to talk to people. Yes. Right, you've got to take orders um so you have to physically make the sales yeah right so um i so when we looked at this we just kind of quartered out your day so quarter of the day eight hours let's pretend like you can we can do this in eight hours Mm -hmm. um for the sake of this um of speaking about this so production two hours and we put two hours into sales yep right so this would be the conversation um leading to somebody being interested the conversation of them saying yes and you taking the order, the conversation and taking the payment, <clears throat> delivery and saying thank you. Okay. For all these orders. You, two hours, I think, is pretty realistic that if somebody has a 25 shirt order, you could probably spend two hours talking to this customer, wooing them, selling them, closing them, taking the payment. Okay. I'll give it to you. I think it's high. Yeah, it's high, but I we have to pick a number. Up. Yeah, got to pick Someone, a number. You got to pick a number, right? And this isn't one customer, by the way. Right. You're some, you're, you might have you might have three customers who buy whatever twenty five divided by three is. Yeah, or you could talk <laughs> to fifty. You could talk to fifteen customers, and only those three customers buy. 
yes yes that so that's kind of where part of it leads into the realistic you're gonna have customer complaints you're gonna have customer service issues you're gonna have things you're gonna spend a quarter of your day selling slash customer service yeah selling and customer service all right um now the um i think marketing is just as important as selling i do too and i'll i I gotta i gotta say this is i think that um if you are doing two hours a day of marketing, you're selling a crap load more t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, no one, no one is doing that. No one that starts a custom t-shirt business really is doing 10 hours a week of marketing activities. You know, but aspirationally, since we would love for you to do that, um, and it would greatly contribute to the, your long-term success, I like the idea that it's in there. Yeah. And, and also we can factor in a lot of different things that you might not consider as marketing activities that you should do if you're new in business, um, and which would be um, participating in Facebook groups, yep, attending any type of um, uh, a chamber of commerce events or lunches or Zoom meetings or online, online chats or whatever, whatever might be happening in your area. Um, attending a party you wouldn't have gone to or participating in an activity online you wouldn't have done before, but you're doing it to kind of network and market, you know? Yeah. And the the difference between that is sales is with marketing. You're not necessarily talking to somebody about a specific order or trying to get a specific order. You know, sales would be, I uh, I'm in my car and I'm calling on all of the um, hair salons in my city mm-hmm. to try to get them to buy something. Yes, and marketing might be uh, writing an article about um, how to or, how to pick and order custom a customized apparel for a hair salon. So when somebody yeah. Google searches your city searching for hair salon customization stuff, they find you. Yeah. All right, so, so, so we've got two hours in production, two hours in sales, two hours in marketing, and then the last one we put is two hours in paperwork. Right. And there is possibly two hours in paper. Well, uh, you got to order supplies, order T-shirts, type up invoices, right? Um, answer some emails. Some paperwork could be customer service related. Yeah. Maybe do something for Uncle Sam. Some taxes. I, I feel like we need. I, I think I feel like it's time in 2021 mm-hmm. to to start leaving the word type behind. <laughs> well, what do you do then? I, I think you enter, entered them in, enter, you know, enter. like you just said it for some reason, I pictured myself on a typewriter in high school Yeah, you know, or using a little <laughs> whiteout liquid. Yeah, yeah. You're doing a lot of, you're doing a lot of paperwork, air yeah. quotes. You're not using paper. You might not be using very much paper or a typewriter electronic work. Yes. You're, you're doing, you're doing administrative stuff. Administrate. Okay. All right. So we yeah, want to administrative change, stuff and, and we want to say change paperwork to administrative things. Okay. Yes. Uh, you know what? You sold me on it. Okay, good. I'm okay, on good. board. Now let, let's include, let's include figuring out your taxes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, working with an accountant, working with a bookkeeper, um, anything having to do with QuickBooks or FreshBooks mm-hmm. or whatever you're using. Um, yep. Just the, you know, the, the parts to be good at in a business or to devote yourself to in a business are getting your art down, which is, you know, learning how to do the production, mm-hmm. um, learning how to do, um, you know, the sales, learning how to do the marketing 
getting really good at all of the, um, the stuff that it takes to run an actual business. Licensing, taxes, um, permits, uh, along with all of the day-to-day stuff. Mm-hmm. So I like that you've got two hours set aside for that. Yeah, so, uh, and I think two hours is fair for administrative work. If you're doing this by yourself, you got to do everything, right? So you've got to do administrative work, marketing, sales, and production. So you're doing yeah, kind of yeah. all of it. And if you're going to do 25 shirts a day, I think that it's it's hyper-realistic to spend all your time doing this. And I, and I would also say, that it's important to say that um, custom apparel, custom t-shirts is a snowball business. Okay. So in your first year, you might spend all of this time just to make 25 shirts a day, right? So we're talking how to get started making $75,000, right? Yeah, you, you won't do that your first month. You know, yeah. you're not gonna- Well, yeah, you're not gonna do it your first month and you're also not gonna do that in four years. Right. Because all of that marketing and sales is cumulative time. So where you're getting more referral orders, so yeah. you're spending, having to spend less time selling those people, but you're still selling maybe that 25% of your time anyway. So you get orders that just fall on your lap, referral yes. repeats, and then it you does have new orders. Crazy. You have new orders coming through. So so the 75,000 spent, well, oh, I'm going to spend two two hours selling, two hours marketing, and I'm only going to make 75,000. I mean, maybe year one or year two, but if you're doing that consistently, this 25, 25, 25, and 25 of of those tasks are going to change over time. We're only picking numbers to pick numbers, but this is very realistic in being able to do any of this stuff. It only takes two hours to make 25 things. Yes. We can agree on that. That's true. And two hours a day driving and showing up to places or selling on the phone or whatever it is, you can sell 25 shirts a day. You're, you're a winner. Literally. Yeah, not yeah. literally. You might sell, you might sell one order of 20, 200 shirts and then sell right. none the rest of the week, you know? Um, but, and uh, the same thing with marketing, if you're spending, if you're writing articles and participating in online forums every day for two couple hours, you, you will get, customers and then of course you're yeah paperwork you're gonna have to spend 25 percent of your time doing administrative work yeah administrative i'd like like to formally apologize for that (laughs) so let's let's break it down i think you know and i think everyone out there understands that you know again if your goals are flexible if they're more modest or if they're if they're more modest it's going to be easier you just start fractioning out that time that we just talked about right if you're Mm want to make if your goal is half of $75,000 a year, divide everything by two. Now, if your goal is twice of $75,000 a year, then you're probably going to have to do a little bit more engineering here to get to those numbers. Because you've got to look at your production time and your marketing time and your paperwork time differently. Some of those yeah. will increase, some of them will may stay the same. Or similarly, um, you, know, you might need to spend more time on marketing, less time on sales. Or you might need to just devote yourself for production and hire somebody else to do everything else. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say too. You know, if you're if you're not doing it alone, then then that's a big part of it too. So if you're a husband wife combo, and you're both willing to dedicate more hours than this or less hours than this combined, you know, all all the math can work out. 
Um, so maybe we break down some of these categories. How do you get to 25 shirts a day? Because we, yeah. we talked about it arbitrarily in this, in this splitting up your time into four, four different categories. Right. So let's break some of those down. And here is your pen and paper ideas of realistically how folks who are our customers um, and folks who are not our, not our customers that are in different lines of business, this is how they do marketing. Because yeah, everyone is in the that's in custom t-shirt business is one of our customers. I just yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I was merely referring to people who do other things. I get it. We have not... a lot of customers that do other things now yes. too. So we're trying to remind ourselves of that. All yeah. Time. So um, this could be the same of uh, this could be the same if you um, detail cars for a living or if you do lawn maintenance or anything like that. You know, if this you is, sell signs. Yeah. You, if you know, sell signs. Um, if you, if you're, if you sell stickers, there's a million different things this works for, but today yeah, we're talking yeah. about 25 shirts. So, right. Marketing. So, um, I, I love that you put marketing down first in our notes. Thanks. I, I love that. I mean, because that's basically <laughs> what we do. So I yeah. do think it's the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. that, uh, if you don't mind, I'll tell you why. Sure. Sure. So the basic things that you will do in marketing are going to be the ways that you get free business without having to sell. And they're not really complicated. So um, in the scheme of everything that you're going to do, I would sit down and do some of the basic marketing things first and then let those live in the universe. And we'll talk about some of those because they live there. And one day the phone's going to ring and somebody's going to see one of the marketing things you did and you're going to get money while you're out there selling or yeah. while you're producing. So I think it's it's good to kind of focus on this idea first. I, I like it. It happens to cold Desi all the time. Mm -hmm. Like we will get leads on a monthly basis for things that we haven't sold in eight years. Mm -hmm. Somebody finds a random article or post or social media event that we did or a webinar recording or something like that about, you know, a, a 75 head embroidery machine or some, you know, short short lived supply product you know, that the company went out of business, something like that, you know, people find that and they still call us wanting to buy it. And that's a, that's a response to work that we did years ago. And, and so, which made me think I'm changing the order of what we wrote for marketing. Okay. All right. So, so because of what I'd said, what I thought of. So, so the first thing is um, for marketing and uh, is just get your Google and Facebook and Bing stuff all set up. So people yeah. can find you on. Google my business. We've done it. I've done at least one podcast about that. Yeah, we have a podcast, How to Get Found on Google. Yeah, for sure. We have got some social media podcasts. Some of them are new, some are old. Um, listen to those. That something you do. So this is this is how this is how you're gonna sell 25 shirts today. How you're gonna make 75,000. Yeah. First step, get yourself on Google, Facebook, and Bing. So if somebody jumps on their phone and searches for custom t-shirt near me, you'll be there. Because yeah. you are theoretically there are there's not a custom t-shirt person that lives immediately next door to you probably not there's probably right. a range where you are the closest person to make custom t-shirts for a group of people yeah right so they're going to search they're going to search custom t-shirts near me and you are literally the closest one so boom you got to do that first um i'm going to change the orders a little bit a little bit again, but the second one I want to say here is um, join 
some groups and clubs, right? Yeah, so, online or in the real world? Both, both, both. both. I mean, yeah, I put it all together. So um, join, uh, join a chamber of commerce, a small business association, a small business luncheon group, a, um, a, a Saturday morning Zoom chat, for small business owners. Hey, you, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go farther. Honestly, join anything. Join any. Okay, join, yeah, join anything. These are just random ideas that, but yeah, join anything. Yeah. If you, if you, because if you stand up in the middle of a bus station and say, I make custom t-shirts for a living, people will walk up to you with money. <laughs> this, this is, this is what I'm saying is like, I was like, we, uh, I joined a podcast group. Mm. You know, we, you know, Mark Veal and I went to, you know, a couple of these events in Orlando's and in Orlando, and they've got a local one here in Tampa. I joined that and I've referred two or three of those podcasters to people that make custom t-shirts. Why? Because they ask, what do you do? Oh, I sell equipment that makes custom t-shirts. So it's cool. I'd like to order some. Well, I don't make them. Yeah. You guys make them though. You know, so, so really... Chamber of Commerce, um, bus station, attendance association, uh, you know, wherever you can get a group into a group of more than 100 people, I think you'll be good. Yeah, my, uh, the, the school my daughter goes to, they have like a dad's club. Okay. And it's just, there's an email list and they do some little Zoom chats. Um, I think they used to do breakfasts. They probably will again one day. I don't know. Um, yeah. And it was just, so just a bunch of dads and they were just talking about how to make, how to make their kids school life better that's the goal yeah. right yeah. um but on the flip side one of the things i'm always curious about and maybe it comes from having a, a background in sales or maybe not i just i but i'm curious i find that what somebody does for a living is a great way to have conversation i find it's telling and interesting and it also kind of lets me know a little bit of an insight of what this like what kind of conversation i can have with this person right right so you know are they an, a plumber or an investment banker you know and then, okay, here's some things I, I know I can talk about. So um, whenever you're in any of these groups, I'm going to find out what people do. I start by asking what they do, and then I tell them what I do. And then uh, can, every Can I give you another random example that happened to me today? Yeah, sure. Okay. So um, I have a, uh, a marketing client okay. in, the, uh, in, in, in the boating industry, in the marine industry. I help him out with his website and things like that. I went to a chiropractor today. And, you know, we're, we're talking, uh, you know, we're talking while I'm getting my head spun around and, uh, I, you know, how's it going? How's your business? It's great. How's yours? I'm like, oh, good. You know, this client of mine does this and they're doing great. And so, oh, really? My, my husband, who is also a chiropractor, installs marine electronics on the weekends for boats, GPSs and things like that. Completely random example. This was a group of one. Yeah. And all I did was say what I did. And it inspired some kind of business related reaction. Yeah. And, I, and I, what I do is not nearly as interesting as making custom t-shirts. <laughs> Always. I, I what what um I joined a group chat with some old college friends. It's like yeah, cousin guys in there. Um and uh so I made a Facebook comment in a group. Some of the guys recognized me and said, oh my gosh, we haven't talked to you in forever. We just started a group chat, join us. 
So I said, sure, here's my phone number. I joined in. I'm in there for like, so they start off, hey, tell, tell, us, what you're, tell us what you're doing. I say what I'm doing. Immediately get a direct message from one of the guys. Actually, I'm looking, I have a custom card business where we do card swapping, baseball card swap business. Okay. You get a bunch of t-shirts and hats made. I was going to order them online, but now that I know you do it, how much would it cost? And, and I get that all that everyone thinks nobody can get past, by the way, this idea that, um, that we sell equipment, <laughs> right? This is like, it's an impossible thing. Like nobody understands that there are people who sell things that don't make them. Yes. That don't make the finished product. Right. So it's like, I couldn't imagine trying to explain to somebody if I worked for a company that made like motherboards for AC units or something. Like oh that. yeah. No, so no. They'd be like, Oh, I need my air conditioning unit fixed. Uh, can you come by my house? Like I just imagine it would bend. It. No, it can't. can't. We're going really far off here. But I know point, we should get back to marketing. The point but you get was, the idea. Join clubs, talk to people about it and you will get, you're going to get business that way. Exactly. Um, next is you're going to get customers. Um, how do you market to them? You upsell them. There's a little yeah. bit of sales, but it's a little bit of marketing too, right? Um, you, uh, you do an order, you throw a free koozie in there and yep. stick a card in there. You can buy these for X many bucks a piece, you know? You're making sure that you let, let people know, even the ones in the buying process, all the other great things that you do. Yep. And you email them to remind them that you're around. Yep. Um, you do like mass emails, let everybody know, hey, I got this new shirt in, I got this new idea, whatever it might be. So upselling customers, let them know what you do. Um, sell through um, eBay and Etsy. Yeah. But this is a marketing thing. It's a little more passive. You'll put an ad online, assuming you have a good idea of something somebody would want to buy. Yeah. Uh, you know, a cool fishing shirt idea or a cool car. Noodling shirt. Noodling shirt. Maybe you're... Um, a good maybe you're a good artist and you um you uh create a piece of art that you've done and then you're gonna just put it on ebay and etsy etsy maybe people will buy it so that's yeah. something um i think the the probably the most important one that somehow ended up in the middle of the list you have to make sure that you have a niche market to sell to oh yeah listen to the these the hundred of the 150 podcast episodes we've done so far to yeah. learn more about picking niche markets. Basically, you got to pick somebody to sell to. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to sell to everybody. Yeah. You know, you got to pick, pick, pick who you're going to sell to. Pick a specific group of people to sell to. It could be cheerleaders, could be baseball people, it could be small business owners, it could be, um, you know, sports fanatics, yep. um, whatever it might be. Have a Rest specialty. Off. Yeah, have a specialty. Um, that's going to help you um, learn to speak a language. It'll help you to sell and it'll help you get that 25 shirts, honestly, yeah. because you're going to kind of focus all your emails can sound the same, all your marketing can sound the same, all your sales pitches can sound the same. You get to say cool things um, yeah. when you sell and market. And that, that kind of leads in, are we going to do sales next? Almost. Okay. Almost. I think this is marketing, but you had, you had done um, some information, um, a study, and you said that of of the survey asked, 90% of our customers who have t-shirt businesses make almost all of their money through word of mouth sales. Yeah. So I think- I mean, I used to do, I used to do classes on, on marketing when, when we would hold um, trade shows at Cold Essie. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would do that and, you know, 
I'd have a room full of apparel decorators that were in the business. And I'd ask them where they got their, where they got their customers. Nine out of 10 of them would say word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, 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 it's a bit of sales and marketing, but I kind of tied it to, you know, asking for referrals, Yeah. ask for referrals, make sure people know that to tell other people about you, ask them if there's anyone else that might know. So, so of your daily activities, if you're spending 25% of your time, um, making sure you're online and good, interacting in different groups, um, letting your customers know what you do, maybe putting some random items for sale online, eBay, Etsy, every once in a while until you find some gold ones, um, working on your niche market, who you're going to sell to, and making sure you're getting referrals and you have a way for people to refer business to you. And you're thinking about that. If you're spending 25% of your time and doing this, you're going to reach your goal. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's very true. So now we can talk about sales. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> because I had because I had a thought, you know, um, niche markets make sales easier. Because it, imagine the conversation that if you are, um, you know, if if part of your marketing part of if your niche market is fisher fisher people, mm-hmm. okay, fishermen and women, people that fish. Uh, people that boat. If this is your your niche market, then imagine how much easier the conversation is if you go from one, if you're talking to one company that sells fishing supplies about shirts to another company that sells boating supplies about shirts. Imagine how easy that conversation is because you can say things like, you know, one of my biggest customers is in the next city over and they do custom fishing rods. I do shirts for them. It's great. Mm -hmm. So you immediately have something to talk about and it's a simple conversation versus I just got off the phone with uh, Big John from Big John's Fish Camp. And now I'm talking to uh, Shirley's Dance Studio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to go, hey, I just got off the phone with Big John and I got him some Forpal XL t-shirts. You know, can we talk, do you want to talk about rhinestone dance shoes now? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a hard transition. So, you know, the sales part starts with that marketing part. Mm-hmm. Because you're kind of figuring out what you, what you want to say and who you want to say it to in marketing. And then sales, you're just figure, figuring out ways to get in, get in front of people to say it. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And uh, speaking about the niches and stuff, since you mentioned it, you know, you can have more than one. You know, so you might sell to um, small business owners without necessarily a, a massive niche, just just businesses that are, you know, less than 10 people um, and restaurants. Yeah, you, you can't have 10. You yeah. can't have 10 niche ones. You don't, you don't want to try, but you can have a couple. You can have a couple faces you wear, um, yeah. especially as opportunities come knocking on your door. So you see an opportunity to, to sell in cheer and dance, but you also sell and see an opportunity to sell in uh, restaurants in your area. Yeah. So those are the two things that you work on. Okay. Uh, so now Mark's kind of always said one of the best ways to sell t-shirts is you get in your car with some samples and some business cards and you walk around and give them to people, right? You know, I think it's, um, I don't, I don't know if it's the best way, okay. but it's certainly, it's certainly a way that you can do something you can do right now. Okay. There we go. Take that back. It's an immediate way. To get for yeah. to have probably the highest potential of making some money today. Get in the car for two hours. You're going to get yeses or nos. Yeah, yeah. And if you do uh, it, if you do it every day, yeah, five days a week. 
for two hours, yep. then you are going to sell something. And that plus your marketing, you're going to get to, you can sell 25 shirts a day. Same with phone calls. Yep. So phone, yeah, phone calls are next. Yep. Um, uh, soliciting people on the internet, cold emails, you know, as well. All of these things combined together, you know, you have to figure out what strategies work for you, where you live, what makes the most sense, you know, yep. for you um, in your area. Um, and, uh, and combining all these things together, reaching out, reach out, reach out and touch someone. That's another quote. I think that was AT&T in the nineties. I, I, I think it's some political figures that we've had over the past few years too. Um, so the, uh, uh, we're not going to be able to edit out that out. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so, and again, like this is where the niche market thing comes in handy. If you are making uh, phone calls, if you're talking mm -hmm. to people, um, you know, if you're wearing what you do, then it's, it's easier if you, if you call a hair salon or you visit a hair salon about custom aprons and t-shirts for the people that work there, if you can say, if you go to all the hair salons, they all speak the same language. You can say, I was just over at Bonnie's hair salon mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I think we're going to do some business. I thought you might be interested too. Yeah. And I would right? carry around a pair of scissors and wear an apron and then walk into hair salons. Yes. <laughs> Not good to maybe head shears. Head, I think you yeah, get head shears. Machete. Machete. Yeah. Maybe. Machete. I mean, I do that anyway, but sure, I could wear an apron too. <laughs> so um, so uh, back, back to reality. Um, you get in your car and you sell and you sell in person. You hand out some samples, you talk to people about what you do, you share what you do. Um, you make some phone calls, you let people know what you do, you let them know you're in the area, specifically if you're working with a niche market, you call every restaurant and you ask to speak to the manager and say, hey, I'm a local t-shirt shop, by the way, yeah. I can do this and this, if I can ever help you, you know, um, you know, uh, maybe I can email you my information, you know, these are all, or maybe I can stop by and, and see, come by and have lunch one day and hey. talk about what I do, you know, all these and if, if if this all terrifies you, then that that's okay. It's very common. We've got podcasts to help. Yeah. You know, yeah. You'll, and it could you'll all be light too, right? You know, you, so just go out to lunch, uh, just go out to lunch a bunch. And then while you're there, just uh, find out the person who looks like they're in charge and hand them your business card and run away. <laughs> throw your business card at them so um but no but all that stuff's you know uh in seriousness you get used to it too so so you just reach out and touch people um whether it's physically or electronically um you know get out there and make sure you talk to people socialize that's another part of selling you know okay. um and then asking for business all right. So um, you, I've we talked about it. If you're in a bus station and you just stand up and say you make custom T-shirts, um, somebody will walk up to you and ask you about it. Right. And then you could just just ask for that business. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. Sometimes we do custom T-shirts. Great. I'd love to do them for you. Yeah, Let's yeah. talk about it. Let's write it up. You know, so make sure you ask for business from people. Um, or just ask them, um, hey, you know, you're at a birthday party for a kid. You run into a dad. What do you do? Oh, uh, we own a landscaping companies. Okay. Uh, um, I should do your t-shirts for you then. We're friends yeah. now. Yeah. We just met. Our kids are best friends. We should be best friends. Let me do your t-shirts. Yeah. You know, no, your child told me yes. that he hates the t-shirts you wear now. <laughs> All right. 
Um, so uh, sales, uh, sales is a bit of marketing too, but just make sure people know what you do. There's no reason if you're talking to somebody and you just met them and you don't know or, or whatever it is that everybody shouldn't just know what you do, especially as you're meeting people. If you have an opportunity to talk to a stranger for a few minutes, ask them what they do, tell them what you do. You should only wear custom t-shirts that say, I make custom t-shirts. Okay. Ask right. me about custom t-shirts. Yeah. I'm on my way to 75K, <laughs> buy a custom t-shirt. Um, have a name of a business um, and a, uh, that explains what you do. See, our name is called SEM Purpose because I don't want people to ask me to make a shirt. <laughs> um, but if we did make shirts, I would say Coldesi custom tees, right? Yeah. Under my logo, on my shirt, custom tees and embroidery. You know, uh, that doesn't have to be your business name, but put it somewhere in your shirt. Oh, I just kicked my laptop. Sorry for the earthquake. Um, so uh, wear what you do, say what you do, and that'll help you sell. So now we've got marketing and sales down. If you're doing yep. this stuff for 50% of your time, all the activities we talked about, there's no doubt you can get to 25 shirts a day. Yeah. No doubt. Because so many people don't do this for 50% of their time and get there. Yeah. So many people don't. They fall into it. They accidentally get sales. So many of them do. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. You know, they just, they, they talk to somebody at a party. Oh yeah, my uh, my dad actually uh, owns this company. Oh really? Yeah, I should introduce you. Next thing, can you do us a hundred shirts a week? <laughs> yeah. you know? And, and oh, whoa, what just happened? I just started, you know, and that we hear those stories all the time. So a lot of people just fall into it. So if you're spending 50% of your time doing the sales and marketing, you're going to get to 75K. Um, but now you actually have to make some things and handle some administrative stuff. So right, because because you're going to you're going to have to not just sell the twenty five yeah. shirts. You've got to make them. You also fulfill. So right. next we have um, uh, we can do production next. I think it yep. makes sense. So production. Um, so here are some tips on how to produce to actually make this work. Right. So the first one I said is actually um, make your room your production space work for you. Yeah. Think about where you're putting things. Think about where your heat press is and where your printer is. Um, think about where you're keeping your shirts, where they're going to be, where they're going to start, where they're going to finish, and make it kind of be comfortable. Don't don't yeah. look around chicken with your head cut off making stuff. Make a nice production environment for yourself. If, so if you if you don't if you don't do that, then you'll be annoyed a lot, and you won't really be able to identify the reason. Yes, you know it, it's really just like I, I find that. You know, when we're doing demonstrations and things like that, and after we've been working on a video or something for 25 minutes, I finally pull the table from the other side of the room next to the printer. I've been walking back and forth to get blank t-shirts or, you know, to put stuff down or to peel transfers to, to the other side of the room. Why? No reason. Yeah. You know, but I just get annoyed and then, oh, okay, we need to rearrange this mm -hmm. because we're going to be doing this for an hour. Yep. So same thing in your in your production life at home. Yeah, we had uh, one of our support technicians said that he had a, a gentleman that was struggling making t-shirts. And when they got on video to video chat, his heat press was backed up all the way in the corner of a room. So we didn't have room to work. We didn't have room oh. to work. banging in. He said, flip your heat press around and get it facing where you have space. And yeah. immediately he was doing things better. He had the room to breathe, the room to work. He wasn't stuck in a hot corner. So yeah, yeah. have your space work for you. Um, practice makes perfect. 
keep going forward. Don't give up. Keep trying that you're ne you're never going to get to making 25 shirts a day. If you say it's too hard, I can't do it. And you'll, and you'll never get there, frankly, if you, if you don't make, you know, a certain number of mistakes every day or every week. Yeah. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to, you're going to have to make 26 or 28 or 30 shirts a day to sell 25 because you're going to make, <laughs> yeah, you will. I That's promise true. you, no matter who you are, there is somebody less skilled, less measurably intelligent, who has who has uh, less life skills than you, who is doing who is doing this. Yeah. So you don't have to be any magical person to be able to get to that twenty-five shirts a day. Right. But if you practice and you and you don't give up, you'll do it. So practice makes perfect. And don't give up is the next one. Um, don't give up on the marketing, don't give up on the sales, don't too, but also don't give up on the production because so many people, they just give up. It was it's yeah. too hard to do. It's not too hard to do. I can run all the machines that we sell pretty much. I don't do any production. I spent a bit of time learning them, spent a bit of time practicing, spent a bit of time throwing shirts away, and now I can run them all. None of them are that hard to do. I just didn't give up because I knew it was yeah. my job to know how to do it and demonstrate them and show people how to do it. So I learned. I like it. I like uh, it. Another production thing is stop chasing crazy ideas and focus on things you can do. What do you mean by that? What do I mean by that? All day, I'm on Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group and probably some folks listening to this, trying to figure out how to make something that you can't make with what you own. <laughs> trying to figure oh, out- I do, I love that, you're right. The hardest thing in the world Right. When they've got blank t-shirts sitting there, they've got transfer sitting there just waiting to be put together. And they're trying to figure out how to put, how to put a transfer on just on a, on like a, a, a 500 pound pottery thing that's outside that's, that's cemented to the ground. And they're trying to figure out how to get their heat press out there to put something on it just say no to that and do something you can make some money with. Stop trying to, so stop chasing all your crazy ideas. Um, that's what happens in production is somebody wants to try to do something and they will spend their 25% of time that they were going to actually make something, figuring out something that they couldn't do. You will you blow it. that two hours. Blew your two hours. You don't have time. Now you have to go do your administrative work. You blew your two hours. You didn't produce anything. You didn't make 25 shirts. You didn't sell 25 shirts. You're 25 shirts less away from getting to $75,000 a year. Yes. That is a great, that, that's a great way to put it. Hey, you <sighs> know what? Um, make t-shirts. Make t-shirts. Make t-shirts. Make, make t-shirts the way that you're taught in training to make t-shirts. Make, make, Use the t-shirts that you're taught in training to use and do it the way that you're taught in training to do it. Mm -hmm. And then you will, you will have the formula, you know, it, it's the, it's not quite like this, right? I'm, I'm exaggerating. Okay. But you walk into a McDonald's anywhere in the country, you get the same burger. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so, yeah. you know, because everybody does things the same way. The, the, the 13,000, the 13th millionth uh, 16 year old kid is not working out how to make it a little better. You know, um, trying it a new way. You just go ahead and, and like in order to do this kind of production, let's say you're not doing it for five days, you just need to do 125 shirts in a day. You know, you need to, to do the process. So do what you practiced, make what you practiced, 
sell what you practiced. So, but what if you can save like 10 cents a shirt? If you can save 10 cents a shirt, that's completely different. You should do it the way you've always done it instead. So let me tell you why. How many shirts because. do you have to make? Did you get another call? Somebody was shopping for cheaper thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, yes, definitely. Um, let me, so you figured out a way to cut your transfers to save 10 cents a shirt or buy thread that's like an, a, a dollar cheaper a cone. How many shirts do you have to make to make 75,000 based on this study? What 60, was it, 3,600? 6,250, right? 6,250. 6,250 times 10 cents. Yeah. $625. Yep. So you can Any spend year. all this time cutting corners to make $75,000 or $75,625. Right. Uh, worry about that $625. Um, worry about it when it turns into uh, $6,000. Worry yeah. about it when when um, when you're doing a hundred plus shirts a day, and you're trying to figure out how you can afford to buy another printer this year, yeah. right? Without selling more, and you start looking at your costs. If you could save ten cents a shirt, who cares? It's six hundred dollars. If somebody says to me, "You made seventy five thousand dollars," the next person says, "Oh, I made seventy five thousand six hundred twenty five." <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get a middle finger. And that's it, because nobody cares about that difference. It doesn't change your life. Listen, if you've if you've listened to the podcast before, you can always recognize Mark Vila and I both have these pet peeves that, <laughs> that we mention over and over again. And as a matter of fact, one thing I'm going to add to it because it kind of bridges between production and administration or paperwork is um, make it a habit not to overpromise your delivery date. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's a good tip. You know, because, because this is part of your production scheduling, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you know, if I'm going to make a 50 shirt order, you know, I need to have the 50 shirts. I need to order the 50 shirts. I need to get them in. I need to get them prepped. I need to put them I'm maybe I have to do these 20 shirts first, you know, or this hundred shirts first, you know, don't get into the situation where, okay, I have two hours free tomorrow and I have an order of 25 shirts. I need to, I need to do them tomorrow mm -hmm. because I told the guy I was available tomorrow. Yeah. You know, don't, don't get into that trap. You've got to, you know, do, you've got to measure your time out. Because you know, you're spending 25% of your time marketing and 25% of your time yeah. administrative work and 25% selling and 25% doing production in this scenario. And so it's important in your production that you, are not gonna quit doing all those other things so you can deliver yeah. shirts because yeah. then you're gonna end up in, you end up in a very wavy cycle for your business. You get frustrated, you're rich, broke, rich, broke, frustrated. You never see the end in sight of this being visible. So you've got to manage that time. That's part of production, managing good time to put it. or promising and under, um, under delivering the other way around. Whatever the good one is, do that. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, um, for production, when we're talking, this is combining some selling and some marketing, but if you're upselling, that's a great idea. If you can upsell to do things in the same piece of apparel. So add a logo on the sleeve on the right for a couple more bucks. And now you've got the same shirt. So you've got, uh, more money and less shirts to meth to make. Yeah. Now, um, you can squeeze in those little logos on the bottom of your transfer paper or, you know, do a ton of them on a, on a bunch of piece of vinyl and do it quickly. Yeah. So you could do a two position print and add 
five or ten dollars to the price of the shirt and it yeah. takes you a little bit more time not a lot more time yeah and definitely to, things you can do in production if they ask for front offer front and back for a little bit more they could yeah. just say no you know so it's part of sales but it's our part of production too because it's nice to put a shirt on do the front flip it over do the back and now you've done two one shirt worth more money um you had to deal with less blanks less folding less boxing so yeah. you're upselling in a production friendly way is, is a way to think about that um sell sell some things that are easy to do this goes back to what you said mark like make some t-shirts the right way you know or do some can coolers or some mugs you know or yeah. like do some things that are easy to do that you know how to do it don't chase a crazy thing, especially in the beginning when you're trying to get to that 75. Don't chase crazy things that are hard, that are like level 10 hard things to do. Do things that are realistic and all these, and people still want that stuff. People yeah. still want pictures. They still want mugs, you know. Um, pictures of kids, pic pictures of somebody's kid or their dog on anything. <laughs> They'll buy it. So, um, so yeah, so there's your four things to do. And these are all some realistic ways to help to get you to that 75,000. And I think it's time to wrap it up. Yeah. I think we're good. We need to talk about administration and paperwork a little we bit. We need to talk about administration. Oh my gosh. It's because you renamed it paperwork. Um, <laughs> so the, so, so this is kind of a, a good way to end because it's everybody's least favorite thing to mm -hmm. pay attention to. Um, and that's the, that's the money and the details of running your business. Yep. Right. So if you're going to get to um, $75,000 in profit a year, are you good with money and with figures and with accounting? Not a lot of people are. You can probably do it or do a lot of it, but if you're going to get to this goal and if you're going to spend you know, spend this time, then you should probably evaluate whether or not you want to do just the bills. Do you want to do all the invoices? Do you want to do the packing and shipping? Do you want to hire a CPA? Mm -hmm. yep. Do you want to hire a bookkeeper? Yeah. And if you want to hire somebody to do that, you know, it doesn't mean a full-time person. There's tons of freelancers. You're only selling 25 shirts a day. You don't need uh, a ton of work. So it might be a handful, uh, a handful of hours a week that you just, put, you know, you just email somebody a bunch of things and they do them for you. Yeah. You can build that into the cost of your shirts, make sure it's profitable enough to get to your goal. Um, um, or you can learn how to do it yourself if you're capable of doing those things. You can't do everything all the time great. It's okay. Um, can't let it pile up either. Oh, man. Um, you cannot realize at the end of the year that you have to pay taxes on the money that you earned. Yeah. And then and you haven't written up any formal invoices and that you and that you forgot there's air quotes to get permission from the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers to use their logo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like you've got to get like get all the get the insurance, you know, get the money in order, figure out your bank accounts, you know, do all that stuff up front, so so you can keep this paperwork down to two hours. Yep. Yep. And if you don't let it pile up, it's easy. Um, I think I've talked about it before and we've talked about it before. Like I use a budgeting app. Yep. And if I go in there like every day for like five minutes or less, I'm, I'm done. Enter yeah. transactions I needed to do done. When I skip it for like four days, now it's like a 35 minute project. Right. Got to get in I like there. That. That's a good analogy. That stuff. Now it's a chore. 
no, then I, so I don't do it that day because I'm too busy. Now I'm doing it Sunday. So now Sunday morning I'm waking up and I spend an hour doing it because it's, it's piled up. And somehow when you let work pile up, it actually can become, take longer to do. Then if yeah. you, you do it, in it's day, true. It's, it's just true. the way that things happen. So, um, and, so yeah, don't let it pile up. Uh, and as you mentioned, do things legally. That's how you're going to get to that money. And that's how you're going to keep it. Like you said, don't, the bucks thing is a good thing. No, don't, don't try to do things. Don't listen to anybody that tells you you can change a logo by 10% and you can sell it. Yeah. That's just the worst don't piece of that. advice that's been repeated. Um, in the and, and I, I, I like this one for, for the end and that's to know your numbers, know your numbers um, and, and make that. And if that's a daily activity, it's going to be a huge win for your business and help you get to that 75 K because let's say that, you know, you, you know, spend, Let's say you don't need to spend two hours a day um, on your admin on the administrative part of the business. You only need to spend an hour. Spend that other hour tearing apart your previous orders and figuring out, okay, this is what I did well. This is what I didn't do well. Here's how I could have made more money. I realized for the past two months I haven't upsold anything. You know, or look at how much money I made on this one job just because I sold them a logo on the sleeve. Mm-hmm. If I do more, if I do more than more of that, I can, you know, I can do production 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like knowing your numbers means not just your, um, and not just the administrative side of things, taxes, payroll, insurance, rent, stuff like that. It also means, you know, the jobs that you do um, and how much money, how much more money you can make out of those. Yeah, so it definitely falls into that administrative. You should spend time every uh, every day, every week, uh, looking over uh, orders that you've done, that you plan on doing, how things look, uh, the profile of your customers. You know, what's yeah. what are some of their profiles? You know, what's their income bracket? What's um, what do they do for a living? What industry are they in? How did you get their business? You know, consider that. If you say you got it through a referral, how did you get it through a referral? Was it from a random customer? Was it from someone you met at a birthday party? Was it um, was it from the same customer that keeps referring people to you? You know, yeah. um, so so if you learn those things, it's going to help to get you um, better at everything else. You know, from production because you can look at how long it produced you to took each order, time that, look at it, and then you can start doing some math on why this order takes so long. Yeah. Oh, this was the one where the customer asked for a special shirt. So I bought one somewhere off the internet and those shirts were a bear to deal with. It took me five hours to do something that should have taken me two. Um, I wonder if a customer asks me next time to use a special shirt, if I could just let them know what I have and why it's great. And a lot yeah. of people would just be surprised to say yes. So that's good. Right. So remember to get to 75K, kind of the final notes we have here. Um, you wrote this, Mark. Um, leverage your social network to build a business that you control. Yeah. You wrote that. I think it summarizes a lot, right? So it summarizes like you're in control of all this stuff. You can use your social network for referrals. You can get business, business locally. Um, you can get business online, you know, so utilize what you have, um, and you can get some money, um, work. The second one is work hard on sales and marketing. Like, don't just sit there. If the phone's not ringing, do do something to help make it ring that day or another day. 
Yeah, make I mean, make it a part of that. Make it that twenty five percent of what you devote your business to. Mm -hmm. Your yep. time. To. Get production down to a science. Figure out how fast long it took you to do something. Look at it again in a different way. What if I put, I notice that I keep tripping over this cord. What if I move this around this way? You know, I notice my back hurts. What if I got a stool? You know, um, what if I low, got to raise this table, lower this table, you know, things like that. Get it down yeah. to a something. Um, and then do the paperwork right and know your numbers. Yeah. I, I love I love that. And and I love that all these things are this is stuff you can actually do. Yeah, everyone can do now, I mean we're not we're not telling anybody to they need a an economics degree or become a CPA or go to you know become an industrial engineer to make custom t-shirts. Mm -hmm. You know, we're saying you can make a great living in the in the sweet spot of the American middle class. Um, and you can do it by, you know, selling and making um, 25 shirts a day in any number of digital printing technologies. And you don't have to um, know any big people in high places. You don't have to have a massive amount of money to get started. Um, it's a little bit of elbow grease, a little bit of mind grease. Mind grease. Brain. I feel like we could sell that. A little bit of manpower, woman power, um, a little bit of work, uh, and, uh, and maybe a lot of work, you know, and maybe that's the other thing, you know, someone to say is that you're gonna have to work hard on all this stuff if you want to make it happen. If you want to make $75,000 a year, you're gonna have to put some work into it. Yeah. You know, um, and, and you're, you'll be a little tired in some days, you know, and, and, and you're gonna put in more than that uh, five, five, five days a week for sometimes. I mean, know? it might be a deal baker for some people, but you might have to give up Netflix a few hours a day. <laughs> yes. If you say, if somebody says, um, I didn't get to make $75,000 a year, but they've said that they're running out of things to watch on Netflix, hmm. then, then you're, then you're not trying. Hard that wasn't really their goal. That wasn't the goal, right? Yeah. yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, that's good stuff. Well, I'm, I'm glad we got this one wrapped up. Episode one fifty. Yeah. How to make seventy five thousand dollars in custom tees. I. This is a. It's, it's a, the basis of of the thought process of how you can actually do it, if you try, and if you go for I, it. I like it. Hey, listen, everybody. Thanks very much for uh, tuning in again to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. This has been Mark Stevenson from Coldesi. And Mark Vila from Coldesi and Coleman and Company.com. Check us out for supplies and blanks for your custom apparel business. Uh, we've added um, this year in 2021. If you're listening to this in 2021 in April, we've added probably 30,000 SKUs to the store. If you're listening to this like way in the future, I don't know how many of those SKUs are still there or how many more we have. But there's a lot, and there's a lot of stuff yeah. you know we sell. So go to ColemanandCompany.com, um, check it out, and there'll be um, some cool stuff for your business. I love that. Hey, good luck uh, making 75K, and have a great business. Woo!